It's time to talk cricket with a man that is a celebrated author. He's written the book, The Doney Touch. Also, Believe What Life and Cricket Taught Me. And his latest uh, book is called The Miracle Makers, India's, Indian cricketers, Cricket's Greatest Epic. That man is Bharat Sundaresan, our SEN commentator for the test, and he joins me right now. Uh, namaste and uh, Happy New Year, mate. Ah, and namaste to you, Stephen. Uh, Happy New Year, uh, and uh, thank you for that kind introduction. Uh, well, I was fascinated because it's our first our first t- time chatting, and I, I, I wondered as who this uh, Bharat Sundaresan was. I've got to say, your backstory is is intriguing to say the least. Grew up in Mumbai, uh, and you know, just surrounded by cricket. Off to Chennai, then to Australia to follow your wife. I mean. What's it like being going from a totally obsessive cricket country to one that loves its cricket but not quite as obsessive about it? Well, firstly, going from Mumbai to Adelaide, you kind of uh, start listening to your own thoughts, which can be scary at times, <laughs> but uh, 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 you get used to it and then start enjoying it. Uh, now, I mean, it's been a um, remar- remarkable uh, five or six years for, for me. My wife obviously moved much before I did. Um, a complete change of pace. Um, and uh, like you said, yeah, in India, but especially in a big city like Mumbai, uh, there's always cricket. If there's not cricket being watched, it's being played, or people are talking about cricket, or people want to talk about cricket. And especially once they find out you're a cricket person, uh, all they want is to give you their cricketing opinion. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it's fascinating how seasonal cricket is. Um, in in Australia and uh, you know how other sports take over footy, especially Australia rules Aussie rules footy. Uh, once um, you know the last ball is bowled, uh, and it generally it's today because uh, uh, the last few summers and most summers the Test summer finishes with Sydney, uh, and then even though there's big bash cricket and some white ball cricket, people already start talking about the next footy season. But uh, it, it is interesting. It's been um, uh, quite a quite a ride uh, for both of us, both my wife and I. Uh, but uh, yeah, and me in particular, as to like how um, uh, how significant cricket is to to Australia, but also at the same time uh, how it's always also fighting to stay relevant with uh, you know other other codes of football. The codes of football always try to creep in and take over. The obsession with cricket in India, having been there and experienced and lived it, can it get too much at times? Uh, yeah, it can. Um, honestly, it can. <laughs> it's, um, uh, you know, and the, the people who actually struggle the most with that is those who play at the highest level for India. Uh, because, you know, you hear a lot about how oh, the expectation and the pressure on in- Indian cricketers every time they sit, step onto the field. Um, and, and unless you've done that, and I haven't, but I've known a lot of guys who have, uh, I don't think you, you can even put it into words. Uh, it, it almost is like when you walk out to bat or to bowl, yes, you're playing a sport, uh, but you are also, that's also an opportunity to become a hero for uh, 1.4 billion people. Also, uh, unfortunately, uh, re- uh, an opportunity to let 1.4 billion people down because uh, because of just how life is in India, it's not always easy. Um, and because cricket plays such a significant role in, in our everyday lives, uh, we live and breathe uh, uh, cricket, yes, but we also uh, live and breathe through what the Indian cricket team does. So their failure is our failure. Their success is our success, surely. So uh, we'll, we'll take you to the moon if you do well, but if you don't, 
it's almost like my mood depends on how you do or, or what you're doing. So it, 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 it's another level of uh, obsession and, uh, you know, it cannot be easy do, doing what they do. So, uh, uh, you know, while I have criticized them as well over the years, as a proper journalist should, I do feel for uh, anyone who's played for India. So how do you think they would have reacted losing the One Day World Cup to Australia? Oh, I was there in Ahmedabad. It felt like um, I was at a funeral, to be honest. It, it, they went into mourning well before um, the, the last ball was bowled. Uh, pretty much by the time Travis had uh, got to 50-60 and you felt like the game was slipping away. Um, I've never been around so many Indians where um, uh, uh, it, it's, it's all just quiet. Uh, there's, uh, there's no noise. Uh, because um, I, I'm probably an extreme example of it, but rarely will you see uh, a, a bunch of Indians not talk for more than maybe two seconds. Uh, <laughs> we love noise. Uh, we fear silence. So uh, it, it felt like, yeah, uh, it felt like the, the country had started uh, mourning right away. And I don't think they've recovered to an extent because the whole narrative was, hey, India is going to win the World Cup and then we'll see. Uh, and yes, I mean, they've gone on and, um, you know, won a famous test in South Africa and all of that. But it, this is not how it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be India winning the World Cup on November 19th and celebrating it for an, a, a couple of months for, uh, or the next two months. Uh, and then looking forward to what, what's to come. The IPL has revolutionised cricket, not just in India, but around the world, albeit primarily played in, Aus- uh, in, in India. Has it taken some of the gloss of Test cricket, and do people now look at the IPL as more their their staple diet, or is Test cricket still the one? Uh, I think um, um, more than formats, it's it's the Indian cricket team. Uh, the Indian cricket team plays uh, any format, and, and and they tune in and they fill up the stadiums. Uh, uh, the IPL has really grown since. Uh, it started in 2008, uh, which is also the year I started journalism. And I remember how it was. Not People weren't um, sure of how it's going to grow and how long it'll last. But, uh, but the IPL is still very relevant for those two and a half months. It still hasn't got to a level with uh, like the English Premier League or, or Australian rules football or, or, or rugby, where people are constantly talking about the IPL when the IPL is not on. I mean, we in the, we in the media certainly do. But uh, but once the IPL starts, and also you know it captures a great time of the year in India because that's when the summer holidays are on for for kids, uh, and so the kids are home. So it's it's great family entertainment. You just come in uh, at eight a eight p.m. to turn on the television and it's the IPL. But uh, but where it has changed is uh, uh, and look you can look at it in both ways. Is back in the day if uh, you wanted to play for India and make a lot of money playing cricket. Uh, you had to go and play, or you had to find a way into that test squad or that one-day squad. Uh, now, if you're good enough, um, yes, I mean, they still want to play for India. Every, every kid who's born in India wants to play for India. Uh, but if you don't make it, you still have the IPL, and you can still change your own life and your family's lives uh, because of the IPL. So I think it has changed uh, the, the mindset in that sense. Uh, but no, nothing trumps beat playing for India or watching the Indian cricket team play wherever they are and whatever format it is in. Is there a dark side to the IPL in the form of the amount of uh, money gambled on it, particularly on the black market? Oh, I mean, you throw in that amount of money and uh, that generally is in the show. I mean, 
uh, whatever it is in life, I mean, whether it's sport or anything else. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we've seen the dark side being, um, or dark side propping up here and there. There was the big 2013 um, spot-fixing scandal, which kind of, for a brief while, uh, completely changed cricket in India. Um, uh, as you know, I mean, the BCCI had to kind of cede power. The Supreme Court of the country appointed a panel to run sport in India. And uh, and I was there. I was right in the mix uh, covering it for, uh, for three, four years. Um, uh, I was a semi-cricket reporter, semi-legal reporter, semi-crime reporter. Uh, the kind of uh, stories uh, <laughs> all of us cricket journalists in India had to do, we never thought we'd have to. Um, you know, go into places where uh, we never thought we would, uh, we, we never imagined going. So, uh, but there's always that. I mean, there's always um, uh, murmurs of uh, um, stuff happening, which uh, kind of is suspicious. Uh, but that'll always be the case. It's not just, just with IPL, but all around the world. Um, you know, the matches which, uh, uh, and it's sad as well. Like, I mean, ever since 2000 happened, the Hansi's Cronia scandal, and especially because it broke out while South Africa were in India. Um, any game that goes a little um, not to plan <laughs> gets um, yeah. like, you know, eyebrows being raised everywhere. So uh, that, that, that aspect's always there and it will always be there till the end of time, I guess. Before we talk about Pakistan, Australia, and I am going to talk about it, are you a fan of pro kabaddi? <laughs> uh, actually, I, it grew on me. Um, so I, because I come from a very urban part of India, um, I wasn't surrounded by kabaddi. Um, it, it's yeah. I mean, there, there was kabaddi, uh, but uh, not where you know where I went to school, or I didn't see a lot of kabaddi being played. Uh, but the pro kabaddi was a was a very smart idea. Uh, but so the uh, TV broadcast station who created pro kabaddi, what they did was, and I remember covering the story very closely. They turned what was a very earthy uh, salt of the earth sport uh, and really modernized it. Uh, the the way they added some glitz to it, they IPLized yeah. uh, Kabaddi, and then it really took off. Then I I was I was into it uh, because <laughs> it became more watchable in that sense. Uh, and I remember going to the first ever pro Kabaddi uh, game in Mumbai, um, not being a Kabaddi fan honestly, and, and there were what thirty thousand people, most of whom were very just out or uh, just there purely out of curiosity. And it, it, it won us all over. And, you know, Pro Kabaddi <laughs> has its own auction, IPL style. So uh, it, it's fascinating what you can do with a semi-dying sport and turn it around by just uh, kind of adding some glitz, changing the rules around uh, and putting people in colourful clothes, which I know a thing or two about. So one would suggest you're a U Mumba fan. And that's probably a bit of a self-centred question because of my friend uh, who I called the uh, World Kabaddi Finals in Ahmedabad in 2016, uh, so- Sohail Shantok, is now the CEO of U Mumba. So I'm just oh, wondering, yeah. wondering whether uh, you know Sohail and uh, you're actually now a U Mumba oh, fan well. quietly. <laughs> oh, he's a lovely man, isn't he? Yep, uh, I know Sohail really well. And yeah, I mean, he has converted me into a U Mumba fan. And also introduced me to a few other things in life. As you know, he's, uh, <laughs> he's got he's, he's got his quirky taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's and he also spent time in Adelaide, where you are as well, and he and he loves Adelaide. Yeah. Let's talk about the Australians uh, whitewashing Pakistan because that's what we really wanted. To, I sort of wanted to talk to you about anyway. Uh, very disappointing Pakistan. They had their moments in that SCG test, but just couldn't take advantage of it. Yeah, and not just in at the SCG, even at the MCG, 
uh, people will look back at it and go, uh, 3-0, Australia had it their way throughout. But um, I think a few teams have run Australia this close and not won a test uh, on these shores uh, for, for a while. I mean, India won two back-to-back series. Uh, and Pakistan could easily have this, not won the series, but at least come very close to winning, winning a test match. I mean, you go back to Melbourne, 4 for 16, and then uh, Mitch Marsh gets dropped with Australia just ahead by 70 runs. Uh, and again, here, uh, when Pakistan began their second innings, they somehow uh, bowled with so much heart and spirit and eked out a 14-run uh, first innings lead, which very few teams have done in Australia. Uh, but then, yes, Australia bowled extraordinarily well, but uh, you, they just squandered that lead with some poor shots uh, from some key players and Shan Masood and Babur Azam. And, uh, you know, and then, rather than give Australia a big challenge uh, by pushing that uh, target beyond 200 on a pitch which was tricky, which had turned, it was double-paced, uh, they ended up being bundled out for 115 and 130 was never going to be that much of a challenge for Australia, was it? Uh, especially with David Warner and the way he was playing in his last test innings. Uh, but who knows if it was, say, 210 that they were chasing. Uh, so, yeah, Pakistan will look back at this. Uh, and also, it wasn't a full-strength Pakistan side without Shahin Shah, Fridi. So, if they can, this is the level that they can play at as a test team with a bunch of debutants who are really impressed as well. Uh, there is a lot uh, that, that they, they have to play with and to grow with. Uh, but it's just unfortunate that Pakistan are not going to play a lot of test cricket from this point on, uh, at least in this cycle. Um, so, you know, even if they want to grow, it, it'll be only to a certain certain level. But it, it's been a fun test series, uh, uh, honestly. And, well, like, it, 3-0 doesn't really reflect it. Yeah, I mean, the pitch appeared way too lively uh, for, for a test. It, was, it almost felt like at times we were watching a one-dayer. Uh, yeah, and it is interesting for we. We generally the the trend coming to Sydney has been come here, um, you know, kind of make fun of their weather, uh, slag them off for their uh, the pitch, uh, <laughs> kind of find find ways to find other reasons to just like criticize them and say we need to move the test away. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, this time around, uh, yeah, we had nothing to complain. We had we did get rain uh, on day two, uh, and what. Half, nearly more than half the day was washed off. But uh, apart from that, it was just uh, 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 beautiful and sunny. And uh, it felt like even the Sydney weather gods had decided to give David Warner the best uh, conditions for his farewell. Uh, but, but the pitch, it, it kept the bowlers in, in play. Uh, Manas Labushin makes it a pair of 60s. But uh, I think he, this is the best he's batted in a while in test cricket. But they, you had to really grind runs out. Um, which is why I, I feel because Pakistan won the toss and elected to bat, uh, even though they got to 300 because of Amir Jamal and the last wicket partnership, if only they are not gone down four for not too much on that yeah. first morning, uh, they could have really pushed on. Uh, and this pitch kept deteriorating. And, and yeah, I mean, it's a pity. It's a pity that uh, it wasn't a bigger target that Australia had to chase. Uh, we could have been uh, in for a real thriller then. Uh, top order let them down, which was always going to hurt. But it's, it's done and dusted. Now they come to New Zealand to play uh, five T20s. Uh, good preparation for the T20 World Cup. How do they go against this New Zealand side, do you think? Uh, yeah, and uh, some of their white ball players joined uh, uh, the test team here in Sydney, uh, to, I think the, the day before the test. And uh, Shaheen Shafridi will be captaining Pakistan in those five games. Uh, he already started training with the white ball. 
uh, most people would have preferred him playing this test match, but well, that's the way of the world in some ways. So, uh, no, I think they'll, they will be competitive. Uh, yeah, Pakistan and T20 cricket, they just need a rejig, don't they? They uh, had a good run for a year or so um, leading into that 2021 World Cup, I would say. That felt like their best chance. Uh, but having said that, even uh, two years ago in Australia, they managed to make the final after starting, uh, you know, disappointingly with that loss to India. So they seem to do well in these ICC tournaments. But, uh, I mean, you'll have a lot of players who are well-known now. They've been on the T20 circuit for a while. Uh, but, yeah, and, and like with Pakistan, there will always be a couple who you haven't heard of. I mean, Sayo Mayubu made his uh, test debut here in Sydney. So impressive. Uh, and... Uh, you know, they, they're looking at him as a T20 opener, which is where he's really made an impact, even though he's just 21. So I think it'll be highly competitive. And uh, New Zealand and Pakistan play each other more often than uh, you'd think they would. Uh, and invariably, it makes for some really good cricket. Uh, before I let you go, the Miracle Makers, Indian cricket's greatest epic. What's the book about? It's your latest, your latest epic. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. You know, I mean, it is about India's last tour to Australia uh, in 2020, 2021, where um, because of COVID, it was shut, the country was shut, shut out. And so I was the only Indian origin journalist really um, uh, in, in town. And uh, it, it turned out to be one of the, the most bizarre or uh, the quirkiest and um, like uh, a, a miraculous uh, series win for India. But what was happening behind the scenes and how I had to travel from city to city, driving around to, uh, you know, to make sure I was uh, in the right place at the right time because there were so many border closures, things were changing all the time. And, and everything that the Indian team had to endure and the Australian team had to endure to just make that series happen. Um, and, and just the way it played out, right? India being bowled out for 36 in Adelaide and then from that point on, losing Kohli and then winning uh, in Melbourne and losing bowler after bowler and eventually going to the Gabba where Australia hadn't lost in 20 years, 20 plus years, and, and winning a test match with a, a combined bowling experience of five tests. Uh, so uh, with a random uh, bowling attack, one of the net bowlers was getting, was getting a test cap. So it, it was just a, a, a series that will never be replicated because of the conditions that it, will play, it was played in and also the result and how India came back from nowhere. So it was the ultimate miracle in my book when it comes to uh, test cricket. Uh, and I was very fortunate to uh, be there. And also a lot of players involved in it, the Indian players. I've grown up within the industry, the Kohli's and the Rahane's and the Ashwin's and the Pujara's. Um, you know, and I've always been very close to Ravi Shastri, so I always got a, a background view as to what was happening. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, Ravi told me a lot of things which I cannot repeat here because that's how Ravi is. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we did breach a lot of protocols to meet each other, which I can say now, three years on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it is an epic. It will be a series that will be spoken about for years and years to come. Is and it a, now you can read all about it in the book. Is it available on all e-book e platforms? Oh, it is. It is. It's, uh, it's been out there for uh, for a while now and uh, it's been doing really well. So, yeah, be kind and pick up a copy and uh, you know, spread some love. Okay, okay. One, one final thought, quick answer from you. Are you still writing for Crick Buzz? Uh, yes, I am. And, yeah. uh, that's, and, that's who I primarily write for. And do you know Manish Batavia, who I think does uh, television work for Crick Buzz in India? 
Oh, I do really well. I've done some television work from him as well. You're one of the lo- loveliest and funniest men you'll ever meet. He's just, he's a tiny wee fellow. The next time you see him or talk to him, tell him Stephen McIver says, how's the love doctor doing? It's a little bit of an in-house Ooh, joke. Okay. He used to do he used to do radio in India, and he sort of did like this sort of, you know, softly, softly sort of love yes. songs to midnight. And I used to call him the love doctor. Pass on my regards, will you? <laughs> I certainly will, Stephen. No, I certainly will. He is quite the love doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Barat Sundarajan, thank you so much for your time. Happy New Year. Oh, happy New Year to you. Thank you so much for having me on.